0: I have a guest with me today, This is Grace. Um, Grace and Gavin have been attending our church since 2014, and they have two children, Sophie, who is three, and Ethan, who is one years old. And this past April, on April 21st, um, you had posted a really big family update on um, your Instagram, and I'm going to just read it. It says, our hearts are heavy. Sophie's final diagnosis is acute lymphoblastic leukemia, and she will be starting chemo right away in a few days. It's devastating news, but hope is not lost. We have a future and hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, and we know he is going to use Sophie in a mighty way. So this journey that started, um, can you briefly explain and summarize this diagnosis given to her and what the doctors said about her um, prognosis?
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, so yeah, like you mentioned, um, Sophie has ALL, it's acute lymphoblastic leukemia. It's the most common cancer in children. Um, We go to the clinic and see so many kids with this. Um, It's a cancer of the, bone, uh, of the blood and it started in her bone marrow. So she was producing these immature lymphocytes that were crowding out all her good cells. And that's what caused you know all her symptoms and she got really sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because it's the most common cancer in children, there's just so much research done, mm-hmm. um, a really effective treatment that was made. And so her prognosis is really good. So according to her oncologist, Mm -hmm. Um, she had really good biopsy results, you know, that second biopsy. And so that gives her a like 94% chance of getting out of this surviving and just going on to adulthood and being normal. So yeah, we're really thankful for modern medicine. And you know, if this was, I don't know, 20 years ago, things would be really different. So Mm -hmm. um, though we would never want our children to have cancer, of course, I'm just, Thankful that she has one that you know she has a good prognosis, so she has a good chance.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boy, you know, honestly, I think this is like one of the worst things a parent can receive news about. Um, mm-hmm. So, what was your personal um, response initially when you found out? And I know there were you know a week full of symptoms that led to you kind of really pushing to see what was wrong. So um, yeah, I mean, shock, devastation, can you kind of explain? Yeah, like you said, it's any parent's nightmare,
1: you know, it's just, it just doesn't seem real. And um, I think what I personally struggled the most with in that first few weeks was just fear fear Mm. of the unknown, fear of what is she going to have to go through and fear of, you know, am I going to lose my child? You know, what, what's going to happen? And yeah, it was just so much wrestling with the Lord that first week. Like I didn't sleep when anytime Sophie was asleep, I just went to prayer and wrestled with God. And I was just begging him to take this away from us. And, you know, there was one, particular night where I was in such like deep turmoil and feeling so burdened I was trying to pray and like words weren't coming out and I was just like you know like if you feel stuck but then Mm -hmm. like my body just started to make noise like I was like groaning and moaning and I was just like I didn't even know what I was saying but I felt like this release and At the moment, I was like, oh, I'm having an anxiety attack or something, you know, but I did realize that the Holy Spirit was really interceding for me at that moment, because it was such a deep feeling that I couldn't even get words out, like human words, that when we don't know what to say, right, the Holy Spirit will come and speak on behalf of us. And I just feel like that moment was huge for me, because that's when I finally felt like, the Lord cared enough for me to send that and allow me to like give him my heart. And he gave me peace that day of I'm going to take care of Sophie. I'm going to take care of you guys. You don't have to worry anymore. And I think that was the first night in maybe four nights that I finally was able to sleep and to have that rest in the Lord, you know, because it's impossible to sleep the first few days because you just feel so like, worried and just so scared but um right right yeah so those first maybe the first week it was just a lot of devastation and fear but Mm -hmm. week by week that fear has been taken away and we've just felt a lot of just reliance on the Lord and strength you know not to say it's not hard and there are times that are scary but um that true fear that we had, it's gone, because, yeah, the Lord gave us peace with that.
0: I mean, it's the fear of all kinds of, like, uncertainty, like, her health is rocked, you don't know what this journey is going to look like, you don't know what treatment plan is, and how she's going to be responding to all that treatment and the chemo in her body, and even, um, I think of, like the fear of death, right? Like the fear of losing your child is right there, Um, especially if you don't know like what kind of leukemia it is or, you know, the prognosis, it's just something has been pulled up out of you and it's like the control of her health. And, um, you know, Grace, like I actually wrote down a few things that you had shared a few days after, like, the diagnosis was given. um, I just, I just kind of see that in the midst of, like, your turmoil and your storm and uncertainty, I think God was already using you as a testament of, like, his work. Um, I don't even know if you remember this, but... Um, on April 24th, you kind of wrote a little update about Sophie's interaction with a nurse. Um, And you said, um, she told nurse David about the story of how Jesus died on the cross and had lots of owies on his hands and feet just like her. But now Jesus is alive. I mean, this was, that was an unprompted comment that she made. And I just thought, wow, like, this girl is making connections between, like, her own symptoms and her own pain, and she's thinking about Jesus, like, wow, that is beautiful, and that is, you know, the work of the Spirit in her life, Um, and then the next day, on April 25th, you said, It is unbearable to watch. There are times I just want to crumble and tell God no more. But the Lord gives me a strength I never knew that I could have. And he reminds me every single day of the sacrifice he made for us. When Sophie is suffering, I rush to her side, hold her and comfort her. But I think of our Heavenly Father who had to agonizingly turn his face away from his son who was suffering and dying and crying out to him. And when he cried out, Father, why have you forsaken me? I cannot even imagine the pain of having to look away from your child, abandon them in their their greatest time of need. He allowed his son to die so that we may live. And I'm learning more of the heart of the father. I'm shattered and brought to my knees. I can only say, Lord, your will be done. And I think when I read that, I thought that that was such a, beautiful response to suffering like instead of um hitting yourself and having you know dwelling in sorrow you kind of looked to the example of Jesus and the work that he's done and you know for Jesus to say to God Lord your will be done like how many of us have the courage and faith to say that to God, no matter what circumstances we go through. And I was so encouraged reading that. Um, What was, yeah, you want to explain what that meant at that time, like a few days after the diagnosis?
1: Yeah, I think that was like, right after, you know, I had that prayer time with the Lord, and he gave me that peace. But he also gave me this, like, deep understanding of what he really did for us because yeah you know we since childhood if you're if your parents are christian took you to church like you hear about the story like jesus died for us and god
0: yeah, you
1: know, yeah. And stuff, but you don't understand that till you have your own child yeah and there's a possibility that they may be taken away from you and yeah not only that but you watch them suffer and cry out to you and it's just so painful to watch that and it's just like when i i honestly it's not me it's like god gave me that discernment to be able to like think back to him because you know i was just staring at her when she was getting her IV place she like they made me stand on the side and she was screaming and saying mommy like why are you letting them do this to me and she was like screaming and i was just like oh my god like this is terrible but right after she was, and I got to go and hold her and comfort her. And, you know, but I was like, I can't even imagine our father who let his son die and, mm-hmm. and bear that sin and that, you know, that pain. And just knowing that he already did that, it gave me that strength, like, Hey, we can do this because Jesus already took that pain for us. And yeah, I think it's something also like you can't really explain because it's an understanding that only comes at that moment.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I
1: experienced it, if I didn't go through that. Um, Right, right. But it's, yeah, a huge blessing to know that there is just so much hope for us amidst just really, really, you know, big hardships because he already took all that pain. He already did it for us. So yeah, I think that's where I was at. It was just something he told me at that moment Mm -hmm. I wasn't sleeping much anyways that's why I was writing like these um little things on Instagram but it was more so like I want to remember what God is speaking to me at this moment and just share that with other people too
0: yes well thank you for sharing this whole journey um you didn't have to and I think not only are you in this learning about um trusting God with her leukemia. But we're in this too, because we want to see God's will through this. And we want to, we're here to pray with you. And so it's a faith journey for us too, as well. Yeah. Um, So I think as a parent, one of the hardest things to do is to kind of give up your child's to the Lord's will and to be okay with whatever God has in stored for our children if it is not in line with our own will and our desires for them. Right. So what I see is kind of like you had no choice but to surrender. Right. Um, can you kind of share about that journey? Like, Is this surrendering a hard thing to do? Um, or do you see it as a spiritual blessing? Because it puts you right where God wants us to be. Yeah. Um, I think
1: for any person, surrender is very difficult. Mm-hmm. But,
0: mm-hmm.
1: For me, especially, I had a lot of like pride and in, in just the control I had over my life and over my children and, um yeah when this happened it just completely turns your life upside down and you have nowhere else to turn Mm -hmm. i'm just like lord if i want my way i'm just gonna be so miserable and so unhappy like what do you want from me what do you want me to do with this and Mm -hmm. the only thing you can do right is to allow him to use this to do good and to show point others to christ but Not only that, but to deepen our faith as a family. And, you know, hopefully one day bring Sophie and Ethan to their salvation too. And yeah, just surrendering that. I think it's almost impossible sometimes. Every day you want control, right? I don't know about of course. You, but I'm kind of a controlling person. So <laughs> I just want things to go a certain way. And now I wake up and I'm like, okay, whatever happens, happens. Like I have to be okay with it because every day is different. And
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: one of the biggest things that changed is she can go to the hospital at any time. If
0: mm-hmm. any
1: symptoms, come up. like I have to drop everything mm-hmm. and um, yeah, like everything has to be around her schedule basically. And mm-hmm. there was this one day where I decided, oh, I'm going to meet a friend. So I texted them like, do you want to meet here tomorrow? And like, and just, like, have coffee and, like, walk around. And they were, like, sure. And then literally that, I think that night, Sophie spiked a fever. And mm-hmm. I was, like, oh, I can't even make plans anymore. I can't even have, like, my own life. But I think you kind of realize it, in surrendering, you also find peace. Because you're, like, oh, I don't have to worry about anything. Like, God will take care of it. Yeah. have to follow and just do it with a good heart, you know, hopefully most of the time. Right. So yeah, but it's difficult day by day. It's it's definitely a struggle. It's not something that comes easy at any time.
0: Yeah. The, the hidden blessings of surrender is getting to experience that rest from trusting in God's plan and his goodness for you. So right. it is truly a hidden blessing because we don't readily jump <laughs> – jump and say, sign me up for this faith journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so f- pretty much for the first nine months of Sophie's life, you guys have a very restrictive um, lifestyle because she is um, a little more the, the lower white blood cells. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is your lifestyle like right now for these nine months?
1: Um it's basically like COVID extended. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not COVID anymore. It's anything. So like mm-hmm. any little bug is our enemy now, you know? So mm-hmm. it is really scary because now that everything's opening up again, you know, people are more lax mm-hmm. and it makes us more like isolated. Cause we're like, we really can't see you guys. We really can't have people over, um, Yeah, so we're basically in a time of just, it's just us four all the time. Gavin does go to work, um, but actually for the next phase, because it's going to be intense and she may get very sick, Mm -hmm. he's taking two months to work at home because we're basically not going to go in and out of this house unless absolutely needed. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it does kind of feel like a bubble that we're living in and... I'm very extroverted, so I do enjoy seeing people, and I I need that, but Mm -hmm. um, I think I talked to you before, like, when you think about this in comparison to eternity, it's just going to be such a short, short time,
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: always have to keep that in mind, like, hey, it's going to be just like a breath, you know, compared to the rest of our life, and, and eternity, so if this is what we need to do, then you know, we'll just hunker down and do it. And hopefully we can get back to the real world when she gets better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in this time of just back to you and your immediate family for an extended <laughs> period of time, um, what are some of the struggles that come with that kind of lifestyle?
1: Yeah, it, I think the number one thing is loneliness and Mm -hmm. feeling like no one understands what's going on in your household and how you feel. And, you know, I think these days too, I do struggle a lot with the discontentment of like being here at home and I'm watching people like move on with their life. And I see people going on these awesome trips and going to visit like museums and just doing like really fun things with their kids. And then I feel in my heart like discontentment stirring and yes. yeah so really like sad and sometimes even bitter and I feel like god this is so unfair but mm-hmm. uh, um yeah it I think that's a spiritual battle as well like mm-hmm. Satan definitely wants to get into your head make mm-hmm. you feel that discontentment and he wants you to lash out at God and say like you brought this upon me you know so yeah it's a struggle definitely and yeah yeah like, Feeling lonely as a human being, I think it can't be filled easily, like through Zoom or through phone calls, because you, you do need like human interaction.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: I think you know that very well from COVID to end your own struggles, you know, um, mm-hmm. just how lonely it can be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, it's it's like, yeah, the wilderness experience, right? Where God sends you out somewhere and you need to wait upon him and wait for him to lead. And yeah, so I think for us, it's just, we're waiting, we're trying to be patient and we're trying to look forward to what God is gonna do with all this and what he already has planned, so.
0: Right,
1: right.
0: Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, There's so much to talk about. (laughs) Um, Well, this is clearly a trial that will be for many years and this journey will take at least two years to get through um, how how have you seen God use this trial for his glory whether in your own personal life or what do you see him doing in the in your midst I think everything
1: that I've shared about how he's revealed himself to me is you know, definitely there. But one of the biggest things that stood out to me recently was how he works in Sophie through this and how her attitude and her like joy, despite all the things that she has to go through, how it really inspires other people too. Because a lot of people, they, people that I haven't talked to in like 10 to 15 years, they'll message me or like call me or text me. And they're just like, oh, your daughter's like, really making me rethink my attitude and my you know adjust the way that I think about life and I'm like oh like that's has nothing to do with me it's all her you know and it's just a huge blessing to see God use her that way and she's only 3 so it is also very exciting to see that because I'm like you know even if we're going to this I feel very blessed because for me it feel I feel like oh I can feel God's love and how much he wants us to point to him and for his glory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another thing, um, yeah, I think I shared this with you a long time ago, but at night I was like sleeping with her and she was like, mommy, today I asked Jesus to come into my heart. And I was like, Oh, what do you mean? And she just said, I asked him. And you know, normally, (laughs) she always says Jesus is in my heart and she'll like you know just say those things but this is the first time she said I asked him mm-hmm. and I was like oh what made you do that and she was just like because God is healing me and you know it just that's nothing that I could have taught her it's really the Holy Spirit working in her and speaking to her and preparing her for I don't know what God has in store for her you know but
0: yes um,
1: that blesses me so much too I'm just like thank you Lord that you're using this. That is hope. Yeah. Teach my three-year-old who I didn't know she had an understanding of that. Yes. Yes. Want to accept you. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, just little blessings that you see that come out of all this. Um, it's just God's work, you know?
0: Yes. It's, it's amazing. Those things are such blessings to show that like, You won't get, I think there's something really closely tied between sickness and spirituality. Like if you've never experienced that kind of neediness, like a brokenness, um, you won't see how spiritually needy you are, right? Like it's almost like an external symbol. Like if you're broken physically, it forces you to just think about things differently. Um, So yeah, that that is such a tremendous blessing. Um, I, I totally believe that in the midst of trials, God is doing something amazing. And if we are willing, he can open our eyes and show us that work yeah. that he is doing. How has your previous experience as a nurse helped you in any way on this journey? Um, it's funny because I
1: was talking to my other nurse friend about this and I was like I literally thank God allowed me to go through the experience of being an RN in the ER and in hospice for this time for this moment to take oh care. really yeah because I remember when I like quit my job after Sophie was about like seven months old I didn't yeah. even have any like regret or like oh my god i'm gonna miss nursing so much it was like i want to be with my daughter i want to raise her and you know and just all those experiences that i got it was just preparing me for having the strength to take care of her and be able to deal with a lot of the physical needs that she has Mm -hmm. um like when she first came back from the hospital she had sores on her body like really bad sores that need specific wound care. And I was like, wow, I'm glad I took that wound care (laughs) class because like I know what to do. You know, like I think any parent that's going into this without medical experience it would be so scary. And it's not like they told me what to do. They were just like you gotta like keep it clean and dry and put this paste on I would not know what to do with wound care. (laughs) Yeah. So I went into my old um, nursing <laughs> stuff and I still had all of my wound care stuff. So yeah, like I, I feel comfortable doing it. Um, yeah. And just knowing, you know, even the symptoms, I saw them very early on. And just not being afraid of, you know, vomit and all that stuff that comes with it. It's just yeah. more for me, it's like, it clicks like, okay, like, let's Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I also
1: struggle, though, because at the hospital, like, I find myself doing stuff, and the nurse is just like, oh, I'll do that. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, because I'll be, like, hanging the IV, like, thing and they're, like, uh. and so I, I always catch myself. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, it's just, like, the nurse in me oh god! wants to do it, you know? So oh I have to restrain myself. But I am so thankful for that I was um, a nurse, and it just makes things a lot easier for me to take care of her. Yes, especially because yeah. Gavin, like he's
0: clueless what to do, you know,
1: like right, right. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, so I was like, Don't worry, I'll take care of it. And so we're both comfortable with that.
0: So even that in itself, you could kind of see God orchestrating all the events to yeah. this point in time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. speaking of God's provision, um, how would you describe um this? the season of suffering and God's goodness in it?
1: I think it's a journey of sanctification and, um, learning really what that reliance means, mm-hmm. just relinquishing that control to him. Mm-hmm. And something I really, that came to mind was like your whole life. There's always these popular Bible verses that you uh-huh. hear you know, here and there, like, like in second Corinthians, my grace is sufficient for mm-hmm. you. Everyone uses that very often, right? And it mm-hmm. is a very powerful verse. But when you go through something like this and suffering, it really takes on a different, Yes. Way. Yeah. And it, it becomes just, the
0: life of right. your, your days.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I always heard this like verse and I always memorized it mm-hmm. and people just spew it out. But it just means so much more when you know the suffering that Christ went through. And, um, yeah, I think it's just learning day by day that this life isn't all that there is. I think that's something also It's like this life is yes. it's not going to last. And we have an eternity of peace and just reigning in his glory, you know, and mm-hmm. just, it, we can do it, we can go through, suffering because it's going to be really short. And mm-hmm. if we can point that to Christ, all that suffering, then, you know, it makes things all the more worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think you can understand deeply what it means to walk, um, in faith until you kind of suffer i know
0: that's a scary thing to say oh I don't no know. i agree like you need to be tried and yeah. your faith needs to be tested
1: right yeah. and, it's and people tested. don't
0: want that right like
1: i i don't want this i was like <laughs> oh couldn't you have taught me a different way but you no know, it's like no you need to go through it mm-hmm. and um it, it'll teach you that reliance and what it means yeah to mm-hmm. know his heart and go
0: deep with him mm. Amen. Yes. The eternal perspective that this trial has allowed you to experience, it's kind of expanded um, eternity and what we're living for. And I think that that's really like God's desire for us because you can only embrace the eternal perspective if you have faith, because if you don't have the faith, you're just going to live for what you can see. Mm -hmm. and what's right in front of us is just this world and the things of the world. Um, But the eternal perspective, I think this is why trials, like what other way can God get our attention to point to eternal things except if we are broken? Mm -hmm. So I think that's really encouraging. Um, I, I feel really encouraged that your response is growing spiritually and having more faith in God's word. And that's everything he wants for us as his children. He wants us to be living by faith um, in his word. So I'm I'm really encouraged just seeing your journey and hearing your updates. I am thankful to see God's work in your life and, and in Sophie's life. Mm-hmm. What have been tangible ways that people have been able to Um, really support you and show care and love during this time? You know, I honestly have
1: been so amazed and blown away by our church family. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any more that people could do to show their love and care for us. Like, we've just been so blessed. Um, Just, I know that the whole church family is fervently praying for Sophie and for Mm -hmm. us and that in itself is so much but the you know like the way that people shower her with gifts and like their notes and like you know they do artwork and all kinds of stuff for her that makes her feel so encouraged and loved I'm just like wow like people I've never met and I feel really bad because I'm like who is this person but you know they're from like a Cantonese service or somewhere that I wouldn't meet them they like sewed her a dress and like oh, wow. it was like oh my gosh like i need <laughs> these people so i can say like, just things like that and the pouring of outpouring of love through meals um mm-hmm. Leslie, i know you've brought us several times and you've sat with me and prayed with me and i'm so you know so thankful for that it's just so encouraging and our church fcbc has really shown that they are a God fearing church and that what the Bible says that they live it out because they are carrying our burdens with us. Mm -hmm. And it's not like they just say it to us. They're really showing us Mm -hmm. so much. And I'm just like, I don't think there can be more support or more tangible ways because they've been doing it all, you know? And yeah, I've been really thankful, especially for the meals because I don't have to Mm -hmm. worry about cooking and, um, it's just been so much help. And Mm -hmm. even texting and, and praying for us and encouraging us, it's, yeah, little by little, like it just all adds up and it helps encourage us and help us move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, super thankful.
0: Is there one attribute of God that um, stands out to you during this time for you personally?
1: just one. (laughs)
0: There's so many. (laughs) Well, you can share whatever you want.
1: I mean, the biggest one is his faithfulness to us and how, like you said, when he feels us maybe going, you know, astray from him or not having the right perspective, he grabs our attention. And if it takes trials or hardships then so be it but he loves us enough that he wants to bring us back you know Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: um I before all this happened I was going through like a journey through Romans and I asked for this kind of because I was like Lord like I really want to deepen my faith I want (laughs) to grow and because I felt very dry and I felt like the COVID thing Made me distant from him, mm. and so I was like really fervently praying that he would deepen my faith, and
0: then this happened, and I was like, I guess I brought this upon myself. I don't know, but yeah. I was, well, well, he found you ready. He found you ready. Like your heart was ready to receive yeah. it. Yes, yeah, so I was like, oh, like you know, it's such a struggle in the
1: beginning to accept it, but once you do, you're like, okay, Lord, if this is how you want me to deepen my faith then let's go let's do it and he's been showing me things I know for a fact I could never ever have learned or experienced any other way you know and and it's also just a huge humbling situation where I I realize like how much pride I have and how much I take that pride upon myself of like oh yeah look at me I'm I'm all in mm-hmm. control. Like I've got mm-hmm. everything together. but we, Like you're
0: me. boasting in different things. Right. And now
1: I can boast in the only power of Christ that rests on me. It's like, right. right. The only <laughs> thing I can boast about, right? So yeah, he's just so faithful to show himself when we need it and, and to give us that hope that allows us to carry on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, just teaching us and making scripture come to life in mm-hmm. our life. No, yeah so yeah faithful.
0: that's that's powerful when you're when the words of god become your life yeah mm-hmm. your daily like bread your
1: lifeline your only way of like keeping mm-hmm. your head above the water it's His mm-hmm. yeah
0: so um what are some um general prayer requests that we can continue praying for uh, your whole family
1: yeah i think um everyone's already praying for Sophie and her healing. But Mm -hmm. uh, I think this is this experience has taken a huge toll on Gavin and I and Mm -hmm. our marriage. Um, It's just really hard to focus on each other when there's just so much going on with her. And every spare moment we have, it's like basically on our kids. Yeah. So yeah, prayer for just I think it is a spiritual battle that Satan's trying to use, um, this hardship to put a wedge between us. Mm -hmm. We're fighting really hard to work through that and improve on ourselves. And like, I think a lot of ugliness can come out when you're stressed out
0: for sure.
1: So yeah, just prayer for our marriage. Um, and I think strength every day physically, because I'm just really, really tired. I'm very weary. And you know, sometimes I don't want to get out of bed. But Mm -hmm. just having the right attitude and mindset to have that strength um, to take care of my children and the house with a good heart. Right. Yeah, big prayer request. And um, yeah, I think the rest, I think people have already been praying for. So
0: yeah. At this point of the journey, do you still have fears about you know things that you can't control, uncertainty, or uh, anything? I think a lot of the fear
1: is gone.
0: Hmm.
1: That's that's I great. To the point where, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I I guess, but I'm just to a point where I'm like what happens happens. And I'm not going to expect the next day that Sophie's doing well today. She's going to do well tomorrow or that things are going to go our way. Your expectations is. Yeah. 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 So just allowing us to just completely just trust God. Um, but yeah, I don't think we have too many fears, which is, kind
0: of nice to think about yeah i didn't yeah like god's peace is protecting you your minds and your hearts from kind of being led astray to what if scenarios that aren't really there yet or just things that you can't anticipate until they come up yeah so Yeah. yeah that's great that's really encouraging to hear is there anything else you wanted to share about this journey um i mean
1: I think we covered a lot. (laughs) I think, yeah, mostly we're we're just really thankful to just our church family and really without them, I think we would have been really lost. And Mm -hmm. it's also little things like this, like, you know, being a part of this podcast that made me also reflect again on Mm -hmm. the journey that God is putting us through. And, um, yeah, he's using all of you guys, especially you, Leslie, honestly, you've been a huge blessing in my life. And I'm very, oh. your, your midnight texts and stuff like, <laughs> it really encourages me. And it comes at times where I'm like feeling down or, you know, and God knows. And I think he uses a lot of like my sisters in church and just the family to lift us again, you know? So I think overall, I just want people to know that we're not like here all sad and like Sophie's in her sick bed and no, it's not like that at all. Mm -hmm. She's doing well and we're overall, we're doing well, we're persevering. Yes. We're looking forward to the day that we get to join you guys all again at church and Mm -hmm. just be a part of life again. Mm -hmm. But we just want people to know that we're very like okay where we are. And Mm -hmm. we're so thankful and we just ask for continued prayers, you know, in this Mm -hmm.
0: journey. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that again and also for being so open. I think when you can transparently share what God is doing in your life in the midst of a journey that you're not out of yet, um, it's very encouraging to people and they get to see the faith factor. um, And... I think that's why so many people have been able to step in because people wanna help where there's need, right? But it's it's more humbling to be on the end, to be placed in a position where you're in need because of our own pride. Right. So I, I'm just really encouraged that you are being really um, open about this journey. And so many people wanna support again, because of this really rare, well, not rare, in life, but just, we don't know a lot of families going through um, leukemia. So yeah, you're such an encouragement and um, yeah, you're an encouragement to me. Sophie's an encouragement to me as well um, as I, I'm still not out of the woods with my own journey, but yeah, I thank you so much for this. And I wanted to say again that I wore this for Sophie in honor of Sophie, cause she's been wearing her head pieces yeah. <laughs> um, do you think that she's going to ha- have all her hair lost at some point? I think this next phase is yeah.
1: basically going to wipe out all her hair. Yeah. Because that first phase, it already took out so much. And so this one's going to be just as intense.
0: Oh.
1: Or it might be more, too. So I see. Yeah, that's something I've let go of as well. I'm like, can I just keep these few strands that are here? But I'm like, you know what? Like let God use this as another example of like how life grows from nothing and he will make sure that she's taken care of you know so yeah let that go as well but yeah I just want her to feel comfortable
0: like in her own yeah Yeah. for sure but she is so beautiful like there's just joy on her face <laughs> yeah. I'm just so encouraged to see her smiling after all that she goes through from week to week. Yeah, so
1: she it easily and she holds on things. So, yeah, it's a true example to me too, like how I should be just trusting in God and being happy, you know, and and being content in that because she's content in me taking care of her and she trusts me all the way. She doesn't question me or. Yeah. Okay, mommy. And you know, when she goes through the hard time, she just clings to me and I'll be there for her. But
0: I have to learn that childlike faith. Of course. Yeah. Yes, of course. Childlike faith. That's how God wanted us to relate to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah.